Guys, welcome to the newest and greatest and latest episode of The Couch Coaches. Ah, all right. uh, it's Lacey here, as always, with my co-host, Drew. We're just chilling out tonight. We're going to talk about some small topics that have happened over the past couple days, primarily being Matt Ryan's contract extension, five years, $150 million, 100 guaranteed, mind-blowing, and Jason Witten's retirement, which maybe not... Everyone cares about, but when you know something happens that impacts the league, and you got players, current players, former players, players from other teams reaching out, you know it's something we would like to cover. Um, but we're the gonna other s- thing that I think we need to cover uh, is how delicious this new like shock shock top lemon shandy, really good stuff. Sorry, anyway. Is it, no, no. I mean, let's let's talk about the shock top a little bit. I mean, yeah, you yeah, obviously yeah. enough to interrupt the podcast. Tell yeah, us about I mean, it, Drew. I mean, listen. So you know, it's got a nice body to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the lemon flavor is, is – is, I'm going to tell you, it's on point, okay? It's not like overbearing lemon, right? Like it's not like, hey, I think I'm a bitch for drinking this because <laughs> lemon's in the name. Too much lemon. You know what I mean? I still think I'm a man, but uh, but it's good enough, especially on like a nice warm day like today. It's, it's nice to sit out back here and just, uh, you know, kick back and, uh, you know, enjoy a nice little lemon shandy. So we're not calling you – we're not saying you're not a man, just a man with a right. feminine side. Uh, <laughs> a man enjoys a, a slight hint of lemon. Well, now that we got our little promo out there for whatever reason, we're going to stick to football from the rest of the podcast episode, and we're going to start with Matt Ryan contract extension. So like I said earlier, came out yesterday, uh, five-year, $150 million, 100 guaranteed by next spring. Um, guys, viewers... Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is 30 32. 32. 32, and he's going to be actually 33 in two weeks. Yeah. So, so that's I, a difference right there with the contracts. You, you mentioned Cousins earlier. Cousins yeah. only 29. Five years extension when you're at 33. Is he going to be playing three years from now, Matt Ryan? Not saying he can't. This is this is where I get you know turmoil here, folks. I mean, to my viewers out there, I'm not disagreeing with the extension, but I'm not agreeing with it either. I'm, I'm very conflicted because Matt Ryan is a you know borderline top 10 quarterback. Um, some of you might not like that, but he's borderline top 10. Um, but what has he really done for the Falcons since they drafted him? I mean, two or three playoff appearances. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they've advanced. Maybe they won maybe one or two playoff games in that time, but they haven't really done anything. And then I got it. You know, the next quarterback that's going to be extended, the price is going to go up. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you go, you go to a Super Bowl. Right, yeah, and you lose arguably, the, well, yeah. not arguably, you lose the biggest lead, right, in the history of of the modern day Super Bowl, um, and you lose it, you know, not just because of, you know, uh, I, I think I, to be honest with you, I don't think the <coughs> calling was ab- was abysmal. <coughs> Sorry, um, I was choking there a bit, but uh, you know, I <laughs> love it. So uh, yeah, so you know, I don't think the play calling was abysmal, but I think you know uh, some of the play was rough. So I think you could take Matt Ryan's ability into question a little bit there. You know what I mean? I mean, he's supposed to be the leader of that team. You know what I mean? And like I, like I said, I understand the price is going to go up, but I, I start to wonder. I mean, we said Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to be how old? Twenty nine. I think he's twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right. So he's he, he's he's not even thirty yet. He got a three year. Contract extension. Now I know people. It was eighty-four million guaranteed, Drew. Mm-hmm. Eighty-four million guaranteed, fully guaranteed, which is crazy. We talked about it, um, especially when you haven't really proved anything. Um, right. I mean, arguably you've gotten. And I don't listen. I know I went on the Redskins rant earlier um, between the trade with him and Alex Smith on an earlier episode, and, and clearly made the it. point that they won that trade. Oh, the Redskins won the trade. Yeah, because yeah. you, you think again. I mean, you're coming off of a guy who's sitting behind a quarterback guru, head coaching group, right? And at, at the time, and you know. 
you've got a guy who's degressed every single year, right? And to come over and make $84 million guaranteed? I mean, I will say this. I will say that Matt Ryan has proved, in my opinion, right, he's proved a lot more for the money, um, a lot more for the money than Kirk Cousins. I will say he proved more, yes. And, and I think the other the other thing is, right, it's a systemic issue in the franchise of the Atlanta Falcons because the GMs come out uh, on multiple occasions and made the statement that, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously your number one priority is, I think his exact quote was that um, – your toughest job is to find your starting quarterback, and until you do, the search will consume you. I'm pretty sure is what he, he's the statement he's made publicly. So, so he feels very strongly that once you think you find the guy, that you've got to lock him down, and you've got to keep him locked down for for as long as you possibly can, because uh, you know obviously the team starts and ends there. Now, the argument that can be made is is Matt Ryan a hundred and fifty million dollar guy? Right, I think that's the conversation. I don't think the conversation is is Matt Ryan a starting quarterback in the NFL? Like oh well, no, 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 no. That's not that's the a question anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're talking about like I said, a borderline top ten quarterback. Oh, how many teams would love to have Matt Ryan? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a, you know, here's my question: Do you think there's another team in the NFL that would pay 150 million dollars for Matt Ryan? Yes, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, well, think about this. Think about this. You say yes, but. The most a team was willing to pay Kirk Cousins, who, who as of right now, arguably in our lifetime, um, is one of the right is one of the best talents at that position to hit free agency for their team to allow in them a while. to be Absolutely. released in a yeah. long, long, long yeah. time. So you know you, you got a team paying eighty four million for him for three years. So does a team really pay hundred and fifty million over five years to Matt Ryan? I know, I know it's difficult, but I mean, the rumor came out before Kirk Cousins signed that the Jets were willing to offer him a hundred. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's not what teams say. I don't think it's outside the possibility. Would I do it? Absolutely not. Um, but it's not. I could see it happening. My point. It's just like I said, Matt Ryan. I think we would agree is better than Kirk Cousins. Sure. Okay. Sure. Right. Absolutely. So Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. He has proven more than Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. No one's arguing that. Without question. And the thing, see, my, I guess. But again, my, you know, I, again, to, not to get off, but again, I, I have to make the, I have to make an asterisk to that statement that he's done more with more. I mean, you've got one of the best running back tandems he's had. One of the best running back tandems, right? One yeah. of the best duos at running back uh, in the NFL for for the better part of three, four years. And from right? the beginning, you know, he's had at least Julio <laughs> Jones but earlier in his career with Roddy White, and yeah, uh, and now right. they just went out and got him more help with uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just. You know, I, I think the guy has always again. My only asterisk—I shouldn't say an asterisk, right? And Atlanta fans, I'm not—I'm not hating on you. Like neither I, I of us are. On, yeah. I was hating on the draft, you know, last week. But um, you know, again, my only concern is you give. I mean, his defense was always a little bit of a question, right? Yeah. For the most part, it, the defense has drastically improved. They've yeah. drastically improved on defense. But here's the only thing that I'm saying is, what happens if you? I don't know. I just think that he's he's been in a good position to win a lot of games, and I think the team has given him a lot of resources in order to do that. And I I just I, I don't know, man. I I just don't know, and that's why we're talking borderline top ten, right? We're talking yeah. borderline top ten yeah. because of the team you have built around, not you because of his talent and it's what just, you haven't done with it. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest stickler, and I don't know if this is your biggest or not, but my biggest problem with him overall is the fact that you're giving him this money at 33 or just before he turns 33 
Because you're guaranteeing that money by the time he turns 34 next year, okay? And then what? What if, you know, two years from now, either his play just completely drops off because of his age, or they don't have enough talent around him because of other contracts, or he's just like, you know what, I've gotten, you know, beat up too much, I'm done. You know what I mean? Now you only got him for two seasons, and he's walking away with a hundred of a, out of the $150 million that you're not going to have on your payroll. You know what I mean? And just think of all the quality players you could sign with that extra money. I just wish there was more quarterbacks like Tom Brady. I, I know you don't hear that a lot. Oh, come on, man. But he's, for most... Who doesn't wish there was, you know... He's willing to give up his pay to bring in good players. Right. You know hey. what I mean? And, and frankly, and again, that's another... And I will argue the fact that I still don't think Tom Brady has almost had as much weapons as, as Matt Ryan has. Oh, he's had less. Absolutely. Other than when Randy and Moss... still takes less money. He had that, what, season or two with Randy Moss. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And he's had Gronk when he's not hurt. Sure. But other than that, he, they're cherry-picking players off of other teams that either they're not the starter or that teams let right. go and they pick up in free agency or they're drafting them. You know what I mean? And Tom Brady is still out there doing the most with the least. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, and, no I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not Tom Brady lovers here, guys. It's just we will recognize, good or bad, you know, traits of players and he's willing to give up money and it's not that Matt Ryan isn't I mean if you're a player I understand get paid while you can because you don't know if tomorrow it's going to end you know what I mean you could get hurt you know whatever um but 100 I just don't know as a front office if I'm giving that money even to an established quarterback when you were saying how hard it is to find a quarterback at that age I think yeah, that's my I biggest mean, problem I mean again like you know like, okay like what's Aaron Rodgers contract going to be yeah, you know exactly. What I'm Are they going to pay him two hundred million? Isn't he the next one up too? Three hundred million? He's one of the next one or yeah, two right, up. Right. And, they've and been mean, talking about his contract for the past, you know, this whole offseason. and they've been talking about redoing. You know, Green Bay's come out as a franchise saying they want to get it done. Rodgers is saying, "Hey, listen, I want to be here for the rest of my life, right? I just invested. I'm part owner of the mm-hmm. of the freaking Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. right? So I'm part owner of the Bucks. I want to stay in this region, and I'm making my commitment, right? And he knows, you know, he knows the deal is going to get done. But again, like the amount of money. To pay him now in respect for his talent in comparison to Matt Ryan and what he can do on the field and what he brings to your team, right? What do you got to pay him? What do you have to pay the guy? $250 million? Like, that's insane, right? He, no team's going to pay him that, No, obviously. no. But, like, how do you pay him? How do you justify and go, 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 into, go into Aaron and saying, hey, man, listen, I want to give you $140 million with $100 million guaranteed. Anybody in their right mind's agent. You know, I could be the agent for Aaron Rodgers in that conversation and say, really? Uh, Matt Ryan just got 150. Uh, how many Super Bowl victories does he have? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. How many playoff wins? How many right? MVPs? What's, how many MVPs? You know, what's his career passer rating? How many interceptions does he throw? I mean, I can go on any argument, right? Literally. And win all day long. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's too, it's too much money. It's too much money. Um, I just, I mean, that's just it. Aaron Rodgers, unless he's like, listen, I will take a pay cut to... You know, keep players or get better players around me. Um, his his contract is going to be nuts, dude. It's so insane. It's, it's gonna it's gonna cripple a team. It is, and like we were talking, like you said earlier about like, do I think a team would offer that kind of money to Matt Ryan if he hit free agency? And I'm I automatically thought of Cleveland Browns before this plat this past off season. <laughs> I could see them. Well, oh, we have nothing. We'll give you everything we have to have Matt Ryan. Like, you know, I, it's just you know, to what point? I, I just don't know. You know, like, like they're just, there almost has to be a league maximum, right? I mean, we, we've got to start starting those conversations in the league. The NBA right? does I mean, it. We've, right. 
we've got to start offering max contracts. Like we, there, that's got to be a thing. And maybe it's max contracts relative, right, to, to position, of course, maybe, but or something. But it's just getting too much, man. It's just getting too much. I mean, 150 million. Matt Ryan accepting that deal, right? You know what he just did? He dug his own grave because now, what kind of talent <coughs> are you going to get in with the money you have left over? Mm-hmm. You got to pay Julio Jones, which you're going to do. Right, you've got a running back tandem that uh, you know obviously is not strong now. But anyway, I mean you're gonna have to pay some people there, right? You're gonna have to bring in some offensive line, pay the offensive line that you currently have, right? I mean you've got some young, you got a young defense. You're gonna have to pay them in a couple years. So I mean like where the where the hell's this money coming from? It's just it's it's always been you know a balance between players coming, players going, younger contracts, you know extensions coming up. The the you know the talent level of these players <coughs> that teams have to balance. Um, part of the reason Jez was let go um and you know I just it's crazy I don't see the max contract having though because every year the cap goes up for these teams so they have just a little bit more to work with and they're like well if we're not going to really go out and sign anyone let's just give it to this player to keep him going and I just I don't know you know I don't think I really like the idea frankly I guess the more I think about it of, of max contracts either but uh you know because I want teams like the Cleveland Browns to continue to make stupid decisions, right? If, mm-hmm. if I'm a play, if I'm a team in their division, right? If I'm the Ravens, mm-hmm. okay, I want the Cleveland Browns to make really dumb contract moves and then spend their money how they wish, right? It's their money to spend, right? They're owned by an owner, right? Mm-hmm. So he can spend that money, how, they can spend that money however the hell they want. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's just like I don't know. So let me ask you this: Since we were talking about Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be one of the next ones to get extended, if he came in to you and he's like, you know, I want a five-year. 115 million guaranteed contract, 175 overall. Would you do it if you were the Packers? I, oh, would you, how do you say no? That's my only that, thing. I think that is right? it. Because what like, are you going to do? Let him hit free chips. agency? Right, yeah, he's got all the chips. I mean, he's got two years left in his contract. Yeah. He's got this season and another season left in his contract, right? So, you know, and, and I don't know that he's boycotting anything, right? But, but I, I mean, if, if that's the discussion being had, right, and you're stern on the number. I mean, doesn't he have all the bargaining chips? Let's think about it, right? You wanted two seasons ago, he wanted to keep Jared Cook. The only guy he talked about keeping, what they do? They let him go. Yeah. Right? They had TJ Lang, right? what they do with TJ Lang? They let him go. Right? They had Jordy Nelson, his all-star receiver, one of his best friends on the planet. what they do with him? Let him go. And probably the worst move is you let Jeff Janis go, who <laughs> was the one who catches all his Hail Marys. So. <laughs> and Richard Rodgers. And Richard Rodgers. Richard Rogers, Rogers, I think yeah, he's an yeah, eagle yeah, yeah. Um but, but at any rate, seriously, though, I mean, you let these people that he boycotts for go, right? So now he holds all the chips. Because now if you're the Green Bay Packers organization, right, fundal, a fundamental part of negotiation is you have to have something to negotiate with, right? Now you don't have any chips left in your pocket. You, don't, you can't say, well, Aaron, listen, you know, we, we had to pay Jared Cook some money. We had to pay Jordy some money, right? You know that money has to come from somewhere. Uh, I'm not saying you're not worth it, but, but I'm saying that we've got to talk a little bit more and come to a number that's a good fit for the organization and a good fit for you. Right. Here's the thing. To be completely honest with you, I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers still has that conversation. I think he still bargains because of the I think the guy that he is to some degree because he's frustrated and stuff. But honestly, I think it's all talk. I think his legacy is ultimately the most important thing to his NFL career. And I think that he has made mention a million times that the players that create a legacy, the Kobe Bryant's of the world, that just stay with one team and create a legacy in that in that place, in that neighborhood, in that city, in that state. Um, you know, the ones that are remembered forever. And uh, so that's critically important to him. So I think he bends a little, but I don't think he should, frankly. The, the Packers have done him dirty for years. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. All right, so quick question while we're on this topic. Um, but I'm going to change it here a little bit. Um, 
a couple weeks ago, not even a couple weeks ago, a week, maybe two ago, they were talking about, you know, Tom Brady was always giving up that money to sign better players. And now that he's reaching the end of his contract, you know, he's talking about maybe wanting more money. And, I mean, me personally, I think he deserves it. I mean, he's already won them how many Super Bowls? He's done more with less. So to give him more money to bring in still cheap players, you know, I don't see a problem with that. I say pay the guy, and I want to know if you felt the same way. Um, or do you think he should stick to the fact that he's taking less to build teams with still... I mean, yeah, no, I'm not paying him more. You're not paying him more? Nah, absolutely not. You're not paying the GOAT more? Nope. No way. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, hey, Tom, listen, I want to let you know, I appreciate you taking less, right? If, I, if, I, if I'm Baba Craft, all right, I'm, I'm sitting you down with you, and I'm like, listen, man, hey, you know, we had a common goal in mind at that time. And, and our agreement was, right, because that came with the trade-off, right? You take less money, I give you better talent, we win Super Bowls. But have they really given them better talent? I mean, name... That's arguable, right? That's that's the arguable part of it, right? That's the arguable part of it. Um, I think they've built better around him on defense, almost more so than they have on offense. But if you if you think about it, if you make that trade-off, and you, you say that was your trade-off, right? That was your argument, right? You did it. You won Super Bowls. Right, you took less money. We won Super Bowls. That was it. That was the agreement. So now you want more money, and you're how old? I'm good. Do you? But you think really about you know Kraft is going to be like no. goodbye? I'm pretty sure Kraft no. is like tucking Brady in at night, reading him a book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, singing absolutely. him a nighttime song. Yeah, Brady Kraft's head hits the bottom of the desk. You know, when when Brady gets a visitor. I'm pretty sure if Brady was like, listen, I'll stay for another season if you divorce your wife, he'd be like, bye. Like, yeah. Um. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that relationship, I guess, is part of it. But yeah, I wouldn't, absolutely not. I would absolutely not pay. No, uh, absolutely not. All right, now, not his age. I, I feel like even at his age, like he's. Well, maybe now you have to because you don't have a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> so well, maybe I mean, now you have to. But well, I wouldn't be in the situation to begin with. So fuck you, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Listen, I am more on Bill's side than anything on here. Um, but no, like I mean, just a player at his level, even at his age. He's, I mean, last year they just went to the Super Bowl and lost a close game to the Eagles. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here thinking, well, if he wants more money, he fucking deserves it. We talk about what what people players deserve. I mean, we were banging the table a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, for Le'Veon Bell fucking getting paid. Like, get pay the pay the dude. Like, it, yeah, but here's the difference, right? The, the difference is Le'Veon Bell's not gonna, you know. First of all, the running back will never never warrant that kind of money, number one, right? And he'll never warrant quarterback money, ever. Anybody who does pay a running back quarterback money is a fucking idiot, including the Steelers, who have arguably the best running back in the league in Le'Veon Bell. Um, but, you know, again, I just, ah, I don't know. Well, I'm not saying quarterback money, but I mean, even I'm not even saying pay Tom Brady, like, top three quarterback money. I'm not saying break the bank. I'm just saying what you've been paying him. If he's like, yo, I want more money, you know, like, I want top five quarterback money. Mm-mm. Walked on. You're nuts. Later, You're bro. so full of shit. You know it. All right. All right. I, well, that's something we clearly disagree about. Um, all right. But, you know, now that we got off contract. You're giving Tom Brady. Hold on. Just to be clear. You're giving Tom Brady, past 40 years old, you're giving Tom Brady top five quarterback money. I'm saying if I'm the Patriots and he's done this much for my team, knowing he's taken how much of a pay cut over the years and still did more with less, like we were talking about earlier. If by the end of his, you know, his last couple of years, he's like, you know, I've done this, you know, I would appreciate more money. I'd be like, you got it, dude. And I, I'd bring, you know, Michelle Tanner in to give him the thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I would do? I would say, you know what, Tom, I'm gonna make a list right here with you of the ten of the ten top ten reasons why you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> And you're, I'm so not, and I'm not you're so full of shit. You're so full of shit. An extra dime than you're making right now. 
Uh, I just I have a hard time. You know what that. I would say? I would say cool, Tom. No problem. I mean, it'd be it'd be different if I was Give you know extra fifty bucks a year. If I was looking for a quarterback, I was just the GM taking over a team, and Tom Brady hit free agency. Uh, of course not. I'm not going to start my free agency, my GM reign, by bringing in an almost over the hill quarterback and giving him like top money. But you know, if I'm the Patriots, I'm doing it. All right. Um, switching You're notes crazy. here. Uh, what do you think about the fact that? The rumor is that teams aren't willing to sign Des Bryant, who's still out there, even for the league minimum, the veteran minimum out there. Yeah, I don't think that is almost as much rumors as it is confirmed reports from GMs. Um, but but listen, I here's the thing, man. To be honest with you, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I'm just not mad about it. I'm surprised by it. I mean, all right, Duke can't separate anymore, which the oh president of player personnel there at Dallas um, Will McClay came out and was in an interview saying that they let him go because he just can't win the one-on-one battle most of the time anymore he can't separate and what they were paying him they had to let him go and i mean even if teams see that but you don't think he could be the number 2 or that veteran experience number 2 or whatever for a wide receiver needy team to maybe help them get over the hump yeah listen i think he can but i mean you can't i, I don't know i, I just think that for for the question mark that he brings from the fact because remember listen there were reports coming out we're talking about the same Des Bryant that had reports coming out of you know him listen and it's a mixed report right seventy five percent of his teammates in the team are saying that you know his pa- it's just his passion that comes out and that's why he gets so fiery and then you know the other twenty five percent are saying that you know sometimes he can be borderline disrespectful if it doesn't appear he gets his way. So, you know, you've got that little battle going on. And then you've got people coming on public podcasts and radio stations that are saying stuff like, um, you know, uh, hey, I don't know, does Dez just get targets early in the game to keep him happy? Right? I think that was definitely the fact in the past couple uh, years of his career. You know, yeah, I think think that might have been some of it. But we're not going to hear talk about that, right? And people are like stepping around it and, you know, pussyfooting around the fact that, you know, you're targeting Dez early just to keep his head in the game. Like, I don't want to bring a guy onto my team that I've got to target early just to keep his head right. Well, that's par- partially what I said. I did a Des Bryant rant about two weeks ago, and it was just the fact that, you know, I understand the players' commitment to it, the loyalty they want to get, and, um, you know, how teams sometimes do certain players dirty. But it's just the fact that, listen, you got to understand that this happens. And it'd be one thing if you were being like, fine, give me a pay cut or the fact that, you know, your production wasn't really slipping that much. But we're talking about in two and a half, three seasons, these past couple seasons, he's had one game for someone who's supposed to be a top-ten receiver over 100 yards. One game over 100 yards for any number one receiver is kind of crazy. For a number two receiver, that's almost borderline bananas. And it's just like, listen, you've got to understand where this is happening. And then to be all hurt because the fact that you're no longer on the team and I'm going to go to a division rival, I'm going to make you guys pay and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, totally childish. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, you're being a child. Like, I understand you're hurt. No, no team you know, wants that. If you want to do that, but why are you going to be out there, you know, doing this when you have nothing to back yourself up? Yeah, no, no way. That's why teams don't want him. I mean, you just answered your question. He might as well beat up his wife in an elevator. 
I mean, seriously, because that's uh, yeah, a little too soon, Ray Rice. A little bit too soon. Well, yeah. It's been a while. I mean, I mean, it's only been a couple years, but I mean, I feel like it's. But you seriously, know. that's what he might as well have done, right? Because that, that's what's that's what's happened. He sabotaged his own career. If Des Bryant doesn't get the money he deserves, you know whose fault it is? Des Bryant's. If Des Bryant doesn't want to take a contract for the league minimum because he's too proud of that, you know whose fault that is? Des Bryant, right? If Des Bryant declines a contract reportedly offered to him by the Baltimore Ravens because he just doesn't want to go to the Ravens, like guess whose problem that is? Des Bryant. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna argue about that. I mean, the fact that. It came out right before he was released that he was working with a receiver guru to learn other routes and routes of the route tree when he's already 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like, now he's going to learn other routes other than, the, like, the two or three he knows at that age. is like, why did you wait so long? Like, why didn't you put that effort in before? Um, you got away with just being able to go up and high point the ball well, and stuff right. like that. Well, that's I mean, that's exactly it. He wanted to get away with doing the, doing the least that he possibly could to continue to deserve the money. I mean, listen, if we're going to talk about a Dallas Cowboy, I'd rather spend some time talking about Jason Witten and his retirement, Which, frankly. you know what, let's do. Um, so Jason Witten retired Des yesterday. Des shit. Des Bryant, I love you. Throw up the X. Like, <laughs> um, um, no, uh, Jason Witten retired yesterday. And, you know, I don't watch many player retirement conferences. Um, and yesterday's got to me. I watched the press conference, and it hit me that Jason Witten is just one of those players, and I think a lot of people around the league realize that if they already didn't know that you just expect to see in every game for the next year until you you die not jason witten and <laughs> um like you just expected to flip on a game and if it was the cowboys playing you would see jason witten i mean right and to know that that's no longer there kind of like really bothers some people it bothered me and i mean he's he's a hell of a player he said how his one regret was not being able to keep up his promise and give Jerry Jones a trophy. And he hopes that he didn't let him down any more than that. You're talking about a guy who said he didn't get by with his flashiness and stuff like that, but he got by and got this far on true grit and stuff like that. And he's a player's player, a man's player, you know, and you know, I wish nothing but the best to Jason win. Um, I, if I could have, if I could say, you know, to a player, this is how you have to be. If you want to succeed, this is what you got to put into it. You know, to my younger brother who tries to get by on just a sound, I'm like, you got to be like Jason Witten. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, no question. You know, 15 years in the league um, and just missing one game in 15 years and <clears throat> playing the most games and the most consecutive games. And I don't know if it was just that franchise history. I think it was just Cowboys history, not NFL history. Sure, yeah. um, but the dude was a man's man. He was a boss. He's known as the senator on that team. And I just, I can't wait to see him in the booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, um, you know, I think if I'm Jason Witten, I'm retiring right about now too, frankly. Um, you know, you got a younger team now coming into it, right, building around. Um, I think that you've uh, you've put in the best you could uh, with the years that you've given the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you know, uh, Jason uh, Jason Witten's retirement press conference was one of about 15, uh, one of about 13 that I've watched in my lifetime. Uh, and the first 10 were Brett Favre. Uh, so um, <laughs> watched Bruce Arians. Um, and uh, who else's retirement press conference did I watch? Hmm, I forget. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it wins. But um, 
I'd agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, talk about a guy that that brought stability to a franchise. Absolutely. Uh, who to a franchise that oftentimes was a little bit in disarray. You know what I mean? You had a quarterback that was, uh, you know, they called him the glass cannon all the time, right? You had Tony Romo who was injured a lot. Um, you had Dez who sometimes would mouth off every now and then to the media and, and you know visibly displayed on the field. So you had Romo who was who was pretty humble, right? Pretty humble guy, but just injured a lot. Didn't feel like he was there enough to help his team. Um, you had Dez on the other side of it who felt like he needed to help his team more and wasn't getting the targets he kind of deserved, right, based on his talent. So, And then you had Witten filling in the middle when he got in, in, in front of the press and got in front of some press conferences and you know had the ability to, to really just be the calm voice in the room. Um, he was always the stable guy. He was always the steady guy. I mean, honestly, the media almost didn't even like uh, Jason Witten for that fact. They knew they weren't getting anything flashy out of him, right? I mean, they didn't they, – they loved the Dez stories. They loved covering the Romo injuries during his career there, you know, but um, – you know, Witten was just the guy that, you know, you could know that was just the, the humble guy in the room that, uh, you know, always kept a level head and, uh, you know, just go out, went out there and he just showed it on the field. Um, and that was really respectable, the guy. Was, yeah, I, I think it was just... The NFL just, will not be the same. Oh, no. I just, I think it was the fact that, you know, rookies came in, he tried to show them the right way. It was always there for them, you know. No one practiced harder. No one, whether he was the best player on that team or there was other stars on that team put more in and was tried as hard for that team sure. as Winton did. And I think my lasting memory of Winton will be before they changed the helmet rule when he was playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, caught a pass, got his helmet taken off, and just kept rumbling oh, yeah. for like yeah, another yeah, yeah. 30 yards. Yeah. No fear in his yeah, eyes about that. what would happen to him trying to score that touchdown. Um, and I think that's the kind of passion that he brought to his teammates and you know his opponents. <laughs> and he's a player that whether you like him or hate playing against him, you know, it was someone you would want on your team and you would have mad respect for no matter who you were. You know, I think that, I think a part of, and I think even more humbling for Witten is, I think part of the reason that he's mentioned for him retiring right now at the stage that he was, not just because, you know, he didn't necessarily know that he could give the team everything they deserved at this point in his career due to his age and due to everything else that he had going on, but also was the fact that he mentioned about having an opportunity to stay so close to football, mm-hmm. right? Having the opportunity to right now broadcast, be in the booth, do that, <clears throat> and simultaneously be at the end of his career and making the transition now. Uh, you know, I think he thought that he could have played a couple more years, but maybe he wouldn't have had the opportunity to stay so close to football from a broad broadcasting perspective, which, you know, I know he was passionate about wanting yeah. to do. So, Well, like he said, he's like, you want to play football as long as you can, and then when you can't play, you want to coach, and when you can't coach, you just want to be around it. Um, you know, he, he did say that. He said they asked him what changed because a couple weeks ago he was saying he was still expected to be here for another couple years. It was the opportunity, he said. He said he did want to be here, but when opportunity presented itself, he's like, and then looking at what he could offer and stuff like that, he decided to move on. And I know he wants to coach in the future, and I would love nothing more than to see Jason Witten coach in the future. I think he'd be a hell of a coach. I can't wait to see him in the broadcast booth. And I think we've just got too many Cowboys in the broadcast booth, quite frankly. I don't I, Way too I mean, many you got Aikman on Fox, you got Romo at CBS, exactly. and now you got exactly. Wit, Big Wit on ESPN. Yeah, um, so I think we got way too many Cowboys in the Michael booth. Irvin on NFL Network. <laughs> and uh, Michael Irvin, God, he's the, mo- he's the most horrible thing to have in NFL Network. You're nuts. Um, he's awesome. Michael Irvin's a clown. He barely knows football. I think I almost know more about football at this point than Michael Irvin does. But uh, he's like the Terry Bradshaw. You just like picking fights with everyone, don't you, Drew? No, no. Michael Irving's a joke. Listen, Tony Romo's arguably, frankly, honestly, one of my favorite broadcasters right now. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And I'm not a Dallas fan. Obviously. I mean, I love the way Romo breaks down and dissects it. I mean, very Gruden-esque. 
um, a little bit in his approach. Um, but seriously, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love Romo in the broadcast. Booth. I was going to say, speaking of which, maybe we should talk about how, how bad Gruden's fucking up the beginning of his Raiders reign, but that's Jesus. way too long to be added yeah. onto this episode. Yeah, right. We're already over what we thought we would be. So. Yeah, so we're going to wrap this up a little bit, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We're going to try to bring up, you know, one or two episodes every week now. Um, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to be talking about former players that we really liked and stories with that. And we're going to be ranking teams and still going through the divisions and stuff like that because we're hitting a bit of a lull this season before training camps and stuff like that start. But we'll make sure we have episodes keep coming out. We're going to have some fun. We're going to try to get you guys involved. We're going to be trying to give away merch and stuff like that. So be looking out for stuff like that. And we're going to be hitting the road trying to pick up interviews with people out there. So we're going to say goodnight for tonight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I know we disagreed on stuff, which, because Drew doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And, um, and Sorry, what do you want to pay? 150 million to Tom Brady for the next 10 seasons? I, I didn't say that. I didn't say guaranteed, that. Guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> um, so we're going to end it Please there. Please go. Bring us some. Drew, you want to make any more future predictions for, you know, people you hate or anything like that? Uh, no, no. Listen, I, uh... You want to tweet at Michael Irvin how you want to fight him or something <laughs> like that? No, man. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. I'm totally good. Um... No, I got nothing. Uh, you know, as always, obviously, pleasure sitting here doing this with you. Uh, nothing I'd rather be doing on a Friday night at 10, 10, 10 p.m., that's for sure. So, uh, uh, so listen, guys, if you're listening, thanks so much. Uh, if you want to get involved, again, seriously, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Our Twitter handle, handle is at two coaches, one couch uh, on Twitter. Please get at us on there. Um, we like to post some content on there, too. We'd love to get some people messaging us to, to be part of the interviews. Um, part of the show yeah 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 seriously because because uh, without you guys I mean you guys are the only reason why we're doing it you know what I'm saying um, that and we love football so yeah. um, so seriously just just hit us up and uh, you know we'll get out there you know we're up to uh, up to a pretty consistent uh, viewer base here um, in the uh, low 40s probably every week so uh, so listen if you're one of those 40s listening up pretty consistently, you know, get on and uh, be more than happy to talk to you about it. football. Get in there early before we become too popular, and then you're trying to squeeze in on that bandwagon. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, so say goodnight to the nice people, Drew. All right, goodnight, guys. Appreciate All right, guys, you. we'll see you later.